Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today on the show, we have best-selling author Kristen Jensen. She wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And if you guys have been to any of our events, watched our videos, or heard our podcast, you know of her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are familiar with this awesome set of two books that she has written. We love them and use them. Yes, we've used them in our own family. So, Kristen, thank you for being here. Why don't you just introduce yourself um, and let us know, like, you know, what started you on this journey? Like, what inspired you to write these books? I will tell you that it was not my lifelong ambition to write books about pornography for children. That was Imagine that. that. I was thinking about when I was, uh, you know, setting my goals uh, for life. But I moved to a new town with my husband, and I met a woman in my church, and she called me up one night, and she told me about the tragedy that had happened in her family. She had a very large family, and the oldest son had been sexually uh, molesting his younger sibling. Mm. And pornography was also involved. And so from this, I woke up the next morning. I mean, it, we talked to like 1.30 a.m., and I woke up the next morning, and I just had this thought through my head, like about warning children, because I could see that young children were getting exposed to pornography through mobile devices, and there seemed to be a gap between what parents were able to talk to them about it and, you know, and the exposure rate. So I thought, we need to close this gap. We need to do something. So at first I looked for a book because I thought I'll get a book from my friend that she can use to read to her kids, and I thought there would be several but to my surprise, there was nothing. And so I started researching, and I just kept feeling this. It was just a compelling need to, to write this book. I had to write it. And, and, in fact, I gave up a job, like a real job, you know. <laughs> you go we've we've said that before. Work. Yes. <laughs> um, and to do this and to get this book out there. So that was the genesis of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. And um, then, and and really in this book, and we can talk about this more, but it's basically a script for parents to use to walk kids through what pornography, uh, the effects pornography have on the brain, and also how they can have power over pornography. Um, Let's and talk- then parents started asking me for a book for younger children. And I remember the first time after I was speaking, a young mom came up to me and she said, would you ever write a book for three-year-olds? And I just felt like, man, I, I thought seven-year-olds was young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when she said that, it felt like somebody had punched me in the stomach. We're at the point now where parents, want a book for three-year-olds to warn them about pornography. 
And I thought it was interesting that it wasn't my idea. <laughs> and then other parents kept coming and asking for the same thing. So I wrote to Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, a simple plan to protect young minds, which is very, very simple, very comfortable. So that's kind of how I got started. And now this has kind of taken over and I've become, you know, I have a website, Protect Young Minds, and we just are trying to help parents, especially parents of young children, to inoculate their children on an ongoing basis against pornography. Well, I found your resources. We've talked about our journeys since then. We've gotten to know each other. But when we each started, we didn't know each other. And, you know, I was the same thing. I mean, my, my child was exposed to pornography at the school lunch table by because somebody just mm. told her about it, painted a visual picture about it of okay. something they had seen online. And my thought as a parent was, she's just not getting a phone until she's 18, and I don't have to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, she's protected. And that was my <laughs> light bulb moment that I was not right. Like, I, I was dead wrong. Um, even if I was going to delay the phone, I couldn't delay these conversations. And that's when I went right. on a journey trying to find resources to help me with these conversations. And I found your resource. And I remember it just being such a great tool because we sat down, and I love how your book like talks about addiction in general, and I love how your your original book, The Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, talks about the you know emotional part of the brain and the logical part of the brain, you know the feeling part of the brain versus the logical, and teaching kids how to how to you know shift their thinking when they see something because they have an emotional response to it, and that's perfectly natural. That's biological. Um, but getting right. them to recognize, to move it to the logical part of the brain and figure out, like, why it's bad for you. Anyway, it just became a really great tool in our home to, like, create this conversation. And so I remember when we started traveling for Next Talk and then we actually got to meet you. Um, and since then, you know, we're part of the Safeguard Alliance together with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation with a lot of people doing a lot of great work mm-hmm. to help families and kids. Um, but it's just been such a pleasure getting to know you more and just seeing your heart on this because, um, I mean, I speak for lots of parents out there. It's a great resource. It's a great resource. Thank you so much. Well, you know, when I started writing it, I had no idea. I didn't know how to get a book out there. I no nothing. I relate. I, what's that? I relate to that. I relate yes. to that. Yes, because you just start on this journey. Well, the calling comes first, the calling, and then the details follow. Yes. The, the calling comes, and you don't know what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. You have no idea, but you know there's this need out there. And I hear that in I your know. voice right now. You you desperately know there's something going on that you need to help with. Yes, and that's one reason why, you know, I was I felt so urgent about it. But it took took me three years to write this book because we tested it. Really wanted to get it right because it was such a sensitive and important topic. But we want the, the thing about Good Pictures, Bad Pictures is that we wanted to provide a proactive model. So the proactive parent starting the conversation, uh, not waiting with their fingers crossed, uh, hoping that their child will come and tell them if they see something or hear something, um, but actually diving in and saying, hey, you know, there's some good pictures, uh, but there's also bad pictures. And let's give a simple age-appropriate definition of those pictures and talk about how those pictures can affect you. Like you said, emotionally, your feeling brain is 
affected. It's aroused. It is, it's intrigued. And it can feel like the pull of a giant magnet. Mm-hmm. And that's just helping to reduce the shame, right? Yes. Saying all, good kids. You know, I was talking with a principal of a Christian private school, and he says, you know, even in our little community, in our school, we have a problem with this, and we, we have a lot of really good kids. And I'm like, it isn't about good kids. All kids need to be protected and need to have an internal filter. It's not about being a bad kid. It's just about being a normal biological kid, a human. It is. Um, yeah. So we, we start out in the book with the mother, uh, but we end with the, we have a father that comes in at the end. And basically, as I said, a proactive approach, also giving a script. I, I talk to a lot of parents, and they just don't have the words. But once you give them the words, they can tailor those words. They can change them up or add to them. But you give them a script, and then they can customize that script if they want. And then it just teaches children the difference between their thinking brain and their feeling brain and how important it is to keep their thinking brain in charge because it's their thinking brain that knows and learns right from wrong. That's where your ethical center is. That's where you learn the difference between right and wrong is in your prefrontal cortex. And so children need to, if they learn this, this concept of feeling brain, thinking brain, they have so much more power to reject pornography uh, than if they're blindsided and caught off guard. Well, and it's just like exercising a muscle. The more that they learn how to do that and that becomes a part of who they are and how they react to things, um, they're more apt for it to happen naturally. And I've seen that with my own kids. I have the youngest kids on our Next Talk team. And so we started with your books. We have both of them. Um, My kids were little bitty when we did the first one, um, the junior. And then I did the other one, the the original one with my older son. And it was great. for a couple of reasons. One, like you said, it gives the script because one of the things I hear most often parents with young kids are like, I could never talk to my kid about pornography. You are crazy. And so I say this is a great resource because you don't even have to say the word to plant the seeds and give your kids tools and tips and an action plan on what to do when they see bad pictures. And that takes away some of the fear when they read your book because they're like, okay, I can do this and I can make it applicable to applicable to my kids. And I know for us, we re- we've read them a few times, especially junior, and we role play. You know, we, we pretend that we've seen something bad. And then the beauty and the blessing in that is now that things have happened and something has popped up on their tablets, um, I see them do it automatically. Like it just, they put it down, they stop, they run over and they tell me. It's, they don't even have to think about it because we set that standard early, we practiced it, they know that's how they can protect their own mind. And then we're constantly having the conversation in different scenarios, even outside of technology, of moving from the emotional brain to the thinking brain. So my little kids will run their finger over their forehead. I'm moving over to my thinking (laughs) brain. Um, So it's been great. Great tools for lots of different reasons. Yeah, I've heard so many parents actually say that the thinking brain, feeling brain has helped them with all kinds of parenting Oh, girl, attitude, dating, when they're they're getting in a relationship, a dating relationship, you know, you don't want to, 
you can't go with your feelings all the time because they could get you in trouble. You got to think logically here. What am, what are my boundaries as to what I'm going to do? You know, with girlfriend, boyfriend, I mean, all kinds of things are it's good for. If you're just now tuning yeah. in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by the PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. Today we have best-selling author in the house, Kristen Jensen, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. You guys have heard us talk about them. If you are doing our video series, we literally held her books up in Mm -hmm. our pornography Mm -hmm. series that we did in our pornography video. Um, She is here talking about her books, what started her on this journey. And right before we went to break, we were talking about the feeling brain and the logical brain. And and I think, I mean, I, as a parent, I, I, it, it has been so useful for so many other things, just not pornography. I mean, it's helped so many of our conversations about talking about, you know, feelings are real and it's okay to feel them. But we need to, like, think about is this good to act on, you know, or do I need to stop right here? Is this a boundary that I shouldn't cross? And we got to move that to the logical brain. Why is this not good for me? You know, for pornography, for sex, I mean, for dating, for attitude, for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really good conversation in your home. Yeah. And I've heard people say, I use it when I'm trying not to eat all the leftover Easter candy. <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, my goodness. So the, the book, basically, and we've got this new second edition now, which I'm very excited about. We've updated some of the pictures. So, for example, on the cover... The boy is looking at a tablet, not a laptop. Mm. Um, We have rewritten the tips for parents, which I know coincide with many of the things that you also recommend. Uh, One of the things that we encourage parents to do is to really actively teach children to never take pictures of themselves without their clothes on and share them, and also to begin explaining sex earlier rather than later um, you've got to start that, even though you can read the book to your children before you've had the sex talk, it's really so important. So many children, we have, we've done studies, our own research say, showing that many children go to porn to find out about sex because their parents haven't talked to them. So if we can get that started a little earlier, that's great too. But just, just to really quickly review It's so important to, one, define pornography or, when they're younger, bad pictures so they can recognize it when they see it. You don't have to give them all, you know, you don't want to tell them everything pornography is. You just want to give them enough information that they can recognize it. You know, pictures of people with little or no clothing on that focus on the private parts of the body. And then once they have a definition and they know how... Pornography can make them feel and can affect their brain. Teach them, you know, the harmful 
effects of pornography. It can become an addiction. It can uh, cause them to think of people as objects and that, that, that we can hurt instead of love. And we don't go into that a ton, but we do mention it uh, in this book. I think that is something that is better, you know, as children get, you know, 11, 12, 13, they can understand that objectification easier. But we want to start mentioning it when they're young. And then finally, you need to give kids a plan, what to do when they see, you know, and teach them. And you were talking about role-playing. We really add that into the junior book a lot Mm -hmm. uh, to get the little kids role-playing, but also, you know, give kids a plan. So they know what it is, they know why it's harmful, and they know what to do when they see it uh, so they're not caught off guard. And And those are the three things that we help parents teach children in this Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Proofing Today's Young Kids. I don't know if you want me to tell you a little bit about what what the differences are between the old edition and the new edition. Sure, sure. But before we get to that, I love your can-do plan. And you kind of have an acronym there, right? If you don't, do you, is it okay if you share that with us? Because I think that's very helpful for, you know, like, what is the plan? Um, go out and buy the book because you're going to, you're going to be able to see it. You're going to have it, but mm-hmm. it's the can do plan and C is you want to kind of walk us through what, what that stands for. Sure. Yeah. And it, this is much, as you said, you know, if you've gone through the whole thinking brain, feeling brain, and if you've uh, brought the child up to this point, this can do plan is really going to come alive for them. Um, but, but it very briefly close my eyes, you know, child uh, that sees an image, that image is going to have a physical effect on them quicker than uh, in less than three-fifths of a second. So you really want to uh, close your eyes. Then A is always tell a trusted adult so that they never keep it a secret. And then N is name it when I see it. So that's bringing the thinking brain online. You know, that's moving it to the, the thinking brain. And then those are the three things that you do when you are exposed as soon as possible. But what happens when those memories of pornography come back? And what do you do? How do you deal with those memories? They're shocking, and they will keep popping up in your mind. Mm-hmm. So D is distract myself, and we talk uh, more about how to do that. And basically what you're doing is you're teaching your child to build a new neural pathway in the brain away from that image. And this is such an essential cognitive skill that kids that live in this day and age really need. And then, of course, always order my thinking brain to be the boss, having that conversation between the thinking brain and the feeling brain that really empowers that thinking brain to stay in charge of making the decisions around rejecting pornography. Yeah. That's a can-do plan. Well, and I love that because, you know, we're all about getting our kids to tell us what they're thinking, you know, building that safe place with them. And parents, as you walk through this, this is going to happen to you if you're if you implement this book in your home, because I've done it. And now I have an 11 year old boy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the thoughts he has been exposed to pornography. And every time he's told me every time he has come to me and told me when it happens. Um, But then the thoughts do come back. The thoughts do come back. And so my thing is you have to be the safe place, even when they have those thoughts, that they're able to say to you, 
I'm thinking about it and I know it's wrong. And I, and I will say to him, this is perfectly natural, honey. You saw this. You're a dude. Like, I get it. But you're right. We got to do something with these thoughts. So I love how you address that, Kristen, like from a scientific standpoint, that we have to find a Mm -hmm. neurological path for them. And we have to be, if they're talking to us about it, we can be part of that process to help them find that new neurological path. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we have to be. We have to be because they can't, it's hard for them to do it on their own. We have to serve as their thinking brain a little bit. Exactly. Until their thinking brain is fully developed. Yes. And that is for boys. It's like mid-20s, right? Mm -hmm. 25, Mm -hmm. I think, is the prefrontal (laughs) cortex. It takes a minute. You know, a lot of us and a lot of our listeners have read your books or we have loaned them out to just about (laughs) everybody we know. But you do have a second edition that you've put out of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Tell us a little bit about the difference beyond the cover. Yeah. So one of the things that we added, which I think is, really, really helpful to strengthen the book as a tool for parents is the let's talk questions after each chapter. Well, you know we like that. mm -hmm. Anything that says anything about talk, we're Mm -hmm. all over that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So uh, these questions, and I had uh, some teachers help me form these questions, and um, these questions... After you read the chapter, then you can talk about the chapter, and these questions will help you talk about the chapter um, and all the things that are in the chapter. Um, so, you know, why is it important to close my eyes immediately when I see a bad picture? Yeah. Who are the trusted adults I can talk to when I see bad pictures? You know, and just really great questions that will elicit a wonderful uh, discussion after each chapter. So that's one of the things. And then um, we've definitely updated the science, um, and we've also really strengthened the arguments against pornography because a lot of people will say, well, I'm not sure, you know, addiction is, you know, the only problem with pornography. Well, it's not the only problem with pornography. Um, But unfortunately... Pornography can also lead children to objectify, you know, other people's bodies so that they see a person's body as an object to use instead of a whole person that who deserves to be loved and respected. And then, you know, we teach children that when, you know, you can kick a ball and that is, you know, you're not going to hurt the ball, but if you kick a person, you know, but when you objectify people, it's easier to hurt them. And we talk about that in the book. And then also, um, it, it teaches lies about ways to have fun, about ways, you know, that, that hurting people can be a form of entertainment. Um, these are things that children at least should be, you know, we should start to talk to them about, about this. Something we don't cover in the book, but that is a really important reason for parents to porn-proof their kids, to talk to their kids, is that the rate of child-on-child harmful sexual behavior is skyrocketing. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it is fueled by pornography. Children watch pornography, and then they imitate it because they are wired to imitate. I was just at a conference at a symposium in March uh, with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, 
Protect Young Minds helped to sponsor that, and where we talked about this problem of child-on-child harmful sexual behavior and how it's linked with pornography. And um, and so, and then the other thing is, is that children, I mean, are often groomed uh, for sexual exploitation and sexual abuse through the use of pornography. So if you teach your child about pornography and how to recognize it and how to come to you when they see it, you're not only protecting them from addiction, you're protecting them from uh, from abuse, from sexual abuse as well. Your per- your exploitation. Yeah, I mean the list goes on. Well, even on. confusions mm-hmm. about their sexuality because yeah. they're seeing different things online, and so all kinds of things you're protecting your kids oh, yeah. from by protecting them from pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. are out of time, and we could go on and on with you. But Kristen, um, remind us of your website, protectyoungminds.org. Is that correct? Yes, protectyoungminds.org. And your books are on and, Amazon. Yeah, books are there as well, and they're on Amazon. And we are coming out, we're actually piloting right now a curriculum for schools based on good pictures, bad pictures. So we're really excited about that. It's video-based, and it's going to be awesome. So we're looking to bring that out early next year, 2020. Perfect. We are looking forward to that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And you guys know we love her. Go out, use her resource to create more conversation in your homes. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?